Hey everybody, welcome back to Simply Holy Living, where we make the holidays holy days. And we are still in the middle of the week of joy. It's the third week of Advent 2021. And this is now the part two of what has become a series on what makes our joy complete. <laughs> Last time we talked about um, that Jesus makes our joy complete, Him alone. Um, not the work we do for him, not our mission, but he alone makes our joy complete. And that's what John the baptizer said in John 3. But today I want to move along, and I don't know how many we'll get to, one or two more. Um, and I want to move to the part of the Bible where Jesus talks about what makes our joy complete. So you want to turn over to John 16. And as you're turning over there, remember this is when, um, you know, these are the chapters where Jesus was preparing his disciples for his death. Well, he was going to be leaving them. And so I, I'm so intrigued with this part of the Bible these days. And I've been playing around with, maybe I'll memorize his, you know, his prayer for the disciples at the end. But just, it just seems like it's such an important time, you know, because if, if you knew that you were getting ready to die, you would gather around your family and you would get all everything in order to say, the, you know, this is what I want you to hear me saying. These are my last words to you, whatever's really important to you. So here we have in verse 23, he's talking about when he's no longer going to be with them. And in John 16, 23, it says, in that day, you will no longer ask me anything. And, you know, he was saying that because whatever they needed, they could just go up to Jesus himself and, and ask him. Can you imagine? That would be so awesome. So they asked him all of, his, all of their questions. You know, what does this mean? What does that mean? And what do you want us to do here? And what do you want us to do there? And how do we do this? And all their questions, he was right there with them. Oh, it's just such a, um, a satisfying thing to picture that, you know, um, to, to have that image in your mind that Jesus is right there to ask. And we actually know that that's true now. But um, I think it would have felt so different to just have him in the body. But he's actually telling them it's going to be better for them that he's not there. Because after that, he says, very truly, I tell you, my father will give you whatever you ask for in my name. Now, until now, you've not asked for anything in my name. See, when they were praying to God, they weren't thinking, hey, let me ask God for stuff in the name of Jesus. You know, it's something we do all the time now, right? But they weren't thinking that. They were saying their, their Hebrew prayers. They were praying the things that they, they and their ancestors before them had prayed for thousands of years. This was new. You have to remember, this was a new way of thinking about it. Like, wait, I go to God and I ask for things and I say, because of Jesus, in Jesus' name. After that, it says, ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. Okay, and we don't really need a lot of explanation about this because we know that answered prayer does make our joy complete. I mean, for those few minutes or however long after you see God answer a prayer, uh, you, it your joy is complete. I mean, it is like, wait, I thought I was joyful before, but now this is a whole nother level, right? This is when you go, he really is real. and. And, you know, you, you believed before and you knew he was real, but all of a sudden something happens and you're like, no, he really, really is real. That's why answered prayer is so important. That's why praying is so important. And not listening to the lies of Satan who, who tries to get you off course and tells you all these lies. God is not listening. He doesn't care. He's not interested in such petty things or he's not, you know, um, he doesn't, it, basically he doesn't care about you. 
That's the big lie that I think that Satan gets in over and over for me. Because, you know, when you're in that position in life, when you feel like, I can't pray anymore, you know, like you're just like so distraught, like I'm so sick of praying for the same thing and it never happens. And, you know, God has said no or no, actually, it's not, not, not the no's. I think the clear no's from God are a lot easier. I mean, when God shuts a door and you're like, wow, well, that door was shut. It's actually easier to move on, I think. It's the not yet. It's those prayers that he, you're like, you just keep praying and it keeps being not yet. I think that's really hard because you're trying to be the persistent widow and actually keep asking and keep asking and keep asking, but yet also be surrendered like Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And this is a tension to manage as a disciple of Jesus, is it not? That how, how do I keep asking yet be surrendered at the same time? You know, those are difficult questions. <laughs> and we also know the proverb, you know, that says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And there is a heart sickness that goes, I mean, it continues. It's just an ache in the heart when you are praying for someone you love and it's a not yet and a not yet and a not yet and a not yet, and you have to watch this, it, there's an ache in the heart. But man, when that prayer gets answered, so just think about this disciple. If you've had a heartache for five years, will the joy from that answer last for five years? Think about that as you're praying. How great will the joy be when that prayer is answered? And in the meantime, because we've all got those prayers, those decade prayers, and watching that, you know, be answered after a decade of praying or whatever it is, 20 years. Think about that. And in the meantime, do a lot of other praying. Don't make your entire relationship with God hinge on this one answer to that prayer, that one thing. No, there's a billion other things to pray for in the meantime. There's little things. I want to encourage you to pray about every stinking little thing in your life. I mean, every little thing. You can't find your keys. <laughs> These are all things I have to pray for. <laughs> because I lose everything. I can't find my computer, can't find my phone, can't find my glasses. And I know all, everybody's gonna say, you should get those little things to put on there. And, and I, I should, I mean, that's, that needs to be my Christmas this year, is just those little things that you put on everything so that you can find your stuff. Click, click. Um, but all that stuff, you can pray about that. God is the best clicker in the world. He's the best person, he's the, he is the find your phone of the universe. You know, he can help you find anything. Opening your hands and praying, God, my my day as is is not going to work. Everything that's on this agenda for today, it's not going to fit in. You're going to have to rearrange it and make it what you want it to be. And when he does that and he rearranges it and he answers that prayer in that moment, that little thing, oh my gosh, it does make your joy complete. It does because you're like, I knew it. I knew God would do it. I I, I, I just need his I need a reminder that God is actually there all the time. Help me overcome my unbelief, you know? I need that all the time. I need the little prayers when I say, God, you know, I just need a little encouragement. Please let this person text me today. And that person texts you. Oh my goodness, it's crazy, right? This, the little joy. Um, 
I woke up today to a text from somebody that I just, you know, I longed to get texts from. And I was like, thank you, God. Just makes my joy complete today. You know, you need the little prayers too. Don't underestimate the value of the little prayers that go answered because you know what they do? It's like little kibbles all the way until you get to feast on that big meal, that one that you're longing for, that one that you're waiting for. You gotta have the little appetizers, which is what, you know, joy, the week of joy is the appetizer to the big feast anyway. So let that inform us that this too is a way that God makes our joy complete. Answered prayer. Pray for everything. And you remember, this is what this is what Paul leaves us with in Ephesians when he's talking about the spiritual battle, that he tells us to pray for everything, pray for little things, pray for big things. And I think I'll just read this to end us out today to, to encourage your faith. Galatians, Ephesians, here we go. Ephesians 6, um, when it says, you know, finally be strong in the Lord in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. He's the one that's telling you lies. Remember that. He is scheming, telling you lies. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against the rulers and, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, okay? And I was going to say not against the rulers of this world. That's what I was going to say. Because sometimes we can think that our struggle is against the government here, um, our job here, our boss, our friends, our neighbors, our stuff, the, the Democrats, the Republicans, the, you know, the people that believe this, people believe that. Ugh, it's not about all those people. It's not about here, right? It says our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. All of the spiritual forces of evil in that spiritual realm. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth. Remember the truth. It keeps your pants up, right? The belt of truth buckled around your waist. The breastplate of righteousness in place. Do what's right. It protects your heart. It's important. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Always being ready to do what leads to peace. Ready to forgive. Ready to admit you're wrong. Ready to ask for forgiveness ready to engage, not running away from your conflicts, not putting them off till tomorrow. Put your shoes on and go deal with that conflict, right? And with your, oh, I'm sorry, then it says, and in addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. He is always attacking our faith. Put it up there. No, put the shield of faith up. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions. This is what I was going to say. On all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests, 
So it's not just about big things. It's not just about little things. It's about all things. It's about waking up in the morning and praying praise to God. It's about asking for things in your daily life, praying for this person, praying for that person, writing those prayers down, keeping your echo app alive, making sure that those prayers are still in your echo app so that when God answers them, you can check it off. He they checks it off and you can look at all of your answered prayers because answered prayers can make our joy complete. And I hope this I hope this helps you until part 3.